In today's episode of Starlight Tea, we are serving the tea with our first guests. Carol Franck and Rosemary Navarra are here to talk with us about oracle cards, intuition, and how they work together as a team to create their own decks. We can't wait for you to meet them. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Belinda Boring. And I'm Christy Cook. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by of Starlight and Moonbeams a team of authors and creators who support, educate, and create community with other women creatives and soulpreneurs, helping us all keep our cups filled so we never serve from an empty one. To receive notifications of new episodes, plus a free subscription to our monthly Moonbeams magazine, as well as other exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to join our email list at ofstarlightandmoonbeams.com. Belinda, we are in our 10th episode. Can you believe it? We made it to number 10. I am so Double excited. <laughs> right? Yeah. I can't believe we've been doing it this long. So how exciting. And this is going to be the 10th time I ask you, what's in your cup? What's in my cup today? My life. Oh, my physical cup. I'm actually drinking for my Hufflepuff tumbler. And it'll probably be the 10th time I answer you that I have soda in my cup. <laughs> it's been a long day um, because uh, in my life cup, I just came back from kind of a week vacation where I worked at the Phoenix Fan Fusion, which is like, it's just, yeah, a big comic convention. I worked there for four days and my body is still groaning and I'm still sore, but I feel like I'm high. like high on the creative energy that was there. It was incredible. And so that's my life cup, just trying to ease back into the normalcy of going to work and stuff like that after being surrounded by some of the most beautiful magic that I've felt. And so that was exciting. What about you, Christy? What's in your cup? Oh my gosh, that sounds like so much fun. I can imagine that you're just kind of soaring. Like you've got that <laughs> that polarity there where you're exhausted, but you're also like, just like you said, soaring, buzzing, <laughs> just high on life. Right. How cool is that? Um, let's see, my cup, I have water with Celsius powder mixed in with it. And I'm drinking out of my lizard cup, <laughs> which is kind of a fun <laughs> tradition for me on Taco Tuesday. Um since I've been alone, I really make an effort to do Taco Tuesday every Tuesday, and that's when we're recording uh, this right now. So yeah, that's my little tradition there, and I'm that's what's in my physical cup. And in my life cup, um, working on several things as usual, but I wanted to share this book that I've been reading, and I swear I've read it before, but it must have been so long ago because the copyright's like, 2002 or something like that. Um, so it's so long ago that I don't 
it's 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 almost like a deja vu. It's like I swear I've read this page before, but then another page I'm like, no, I've never read this before. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> but it's called Finding Your Own North Star, Claiming the Life You Were Meant to Live, and it's by Martha Beck. And I really recommend it. I'm only about a couple chapters in, and already I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. And Oh, yeah, that's a, a good exercise to do. And exercise, not like move your body exercise, exercise like finding your your uh, North Star. And that's what it's about. It's finding your holy grail, your North Star, basically your purpose, why you're here, what excites you, your passion, you know. So, um, Oh, I it, love that. Yeah, it's been very um, helpful and I, I really recommend it. So that's what's in my life. One more cup. book. Yeah, <laughs> one more book to buy. I came home from from uh, Fan Fusion with I think eight new signed books. So awesome! I'll just add another one to the pile. Sure, why so not? That's excellent. And, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that recommendation. Always, that's what we're here for, right? We're authors. <laughs> So this month, we want to shine the starlight on Pride Month. So as we know, as you know, I'm sure this is the month that we celebrate all of those who are not just straight heterosexual, basically. And there, it's the whole color of the rainbow, and it's meant to bring awareness, but also just I feel like it's kind of a light you know, fun celebration, um, tribute to all of those who have fought the hard fight. And so my respect and my honor out to the LGBTQIA, I hope I got those outright, um, of Starlight and Moonbeams are allies and members. And we just want to say happy Pride Month. Happy Pride. So this week, we have the pleasure of serving the tea with Rosemary Navarra and Carol Franck about oracle cards and the experiences they've had in creating their own decks. And first, we just want to invite each of you ladies to introduce yourself, let us know a little bit about what you do. So my name is Carol Franck, and I am an integrative wellness practitioner, um, practicing different modalities. Part of my own evolution has been to create tools to help others on their soul journey. So I had the pleasure of uh, meeting Rosemary. And I'm Rosemary Nevada. I'm called Rosie. I go by either one. I had the pleasure of meeting Carol, and we met each other through a mutual friend. Carol's a, a, a fabulous artist, and so she called on me and asked me to join her as, as uh, working with her on the decks because I'm a... A psychic medium. And so I get a lot of downloads and a lot of information that comes through. So it seemed to be a good way to work on what we do. I work here in Albuquerque at a place called Resonant Essentials. It's a esoteric school of metaphysics and a metaphysical center. And it's an incubator for spiritual beast businesses. And then I work with Carol at Soulful Joyful Living. So that's sort of what I do. And and I'm uh, retired from teaching after 40 years. 
Oh, wow. What did you teach? Everything. <laughs> I, I was a, um, <laughs> I was uh, in, in, I love that answer. Everything. Yeah. When, when I was in my degree, one of my degrees is in elementary education, K through eight. And, but when you're in the business for 40 years, you do everything you teach. I've done preschool, college courses. It's just the whole gamut. My favorite thing is working in elementary schools. And my very, very favorite thing is working with kids who are learning to speak English, English language learners. Oh, so she's perfect for me because I, you know, native from a different country and uh, she has helped me polish my English writing skills. So I'm very thankful for Rosie and she has the patience. So it is. It's like a partnership made in heaven. Right. It's very symbiotic. Yes. Yes. I love the word you used too when you called the place that you work an incubator. Like, so it's just a place for you to grow and learn And so it seems like that's something that you both are doing. I know I have met you, Rosie. I met you at the Psychic Fair in Winslow, and you're incredible. You have such a natural gift for what you do. Thank you. Um, And, yeah, I love it. I haven't had a chance to meet you, Carol, maybe sometime. (laughs) We need to go for a road trip excursion to New Mexico. I'm actually in Oregon, so. Oh, you're in Oregon? Yes. Okay, road trip. <laughs> we'll take Starlight Tea on the road. Yes. One thing I know I was interested in, and, and you touch a little bit like how um, I know with Rosie, you have a background in teaching. I'm interested to know how you guys both came into making a living or being creative using metaphysical things. Like what got you interested in Oracle cards? I know that you also use tarot cards, Rosie, in, in your uh, readings. What drew you to the, the lifestyle? What drew you to the community? So for me, the, the use of our Oracle card was a necessity. That was my support system when I, I came ill, became ill, and then I was um, going through separation. My marriage was um, folding, and I had no support system. So the Oracle became my support system, and especially with just one deck, and um, because I had a, a daughter to worry about and to get up for. <laughs> that was my my yeah. first experience with the cards, and. Um, it, I would give myself a reading every morning just to be able to get my head in the out of the sand and out of the fog. And um, and then in um, 2012, I believe it was 2012, I got certified with um, to be an angel card reader. And um, and then in, and then I became a Hay House reseller because I was doing reading. So I wanted to have access to the cards and then be able to to share them with other people. And then in 2013, I just uttered out into the universe, wouldn't it be cool if I had my own deck? (laughs) And then five years later, uh, I created the first one. And then um, in 2020, I just moved to Oregon. And I moved in before the lockdown, three days before the lockdown. So it was like, okay, what do I do now? (laughs) So I went into a prolific three years of creation. That's when I approached, because I was doing designs and, and playing with fractals and then stones starting showing showing up in my designs. 
the 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 topaz introduced itself. I, it's like I immediately knew that it was topaz, and then and then another one and then another one. So then that's when I connected with Rosie and I say, hey, would you like to collaborate on this deck? Because I think we could make something very interesting. And uh, so she was. Um, we gave it a try. I sent her a few images. And then she just had conversations with my uh, visual representation of the stones. And uh, the Oracle of Crystal came about um, after that. And then we decided to pursue other projects together after that. So it's been an interesting process. I love that. I love that something was created out of going into lockdown. You were able to harness all of that in that confusion. I was also interested in learning how you came up with your designs because they are unique from what I've seen in decks. You know, they're, they have a very, you definitely have a style with the fractal imagery. Um, how did you get into doing it that way? Was that just by chance or? <laughs> so a friend of mine, so I was, I was creating an oracle and I was going by it kind of the more traditional way of, you know, getting the clip arts and then doing. So I had in my living room, I had like um, boards with all the images and it was the, the deck was pretty much done. I was also designing a uh, an app for it. So I already d- did everything. And then a friend of mine looked at my work and she's like, have you ever looked at fractals? <laughs> That's all she had to say. <laughs> I just took it. And I actually the, the way that I work is I let the image tell me what they become. So oh. it's very interesting because then I, then I designed then we designed the messages based on the images. What what is the image? And I love what Rosie d- has helped me do is she has helped me put words to my images. Mm-hmm. So that's how we really work well together. And I'm so thankful for Rosie because she gets she gets it. You know, she gets where where I'm going with it. She she understands it. But sometimes I just feel like I don't have the language to explain it. So there's a psychic connection there. Now, Rosie, you, you're a psychic medium. And that sounds like what you did with her images. You channeled what exactly what she was trying to say in imagery. Did you always know you were a psychic medium or like from a child? Or did you discover that later? How did you get into all this? From a very young age, I had strange things. I knew things. I saw things. I heard things. I felt things. And growing up in an environment um, that was religious, that can be problematic (laughs) because you're not supposed to be able to do that. And so I, I would squish it down and then it would resurface and I would squish it down and then it would resurface. (laughs) So eventually the dam broke and it all came through as a deluge and, uh, and I finally embraced it because I was no longer afraid that I was going to go to hell or that I was working with the devil because I had matured enough to realize that that was a bunch of hooey. And I finally accepted and embraced my gifts. So I've all, I call my team that I work with, my spirit team, I call them my peeps. So they've been talking mm-hmm. to me since I, ha- I have memories back to two years of age and they've talked to me that whole time. But I just assumed that everybody did that and that I didn't know who I was talking with. I thought maybe I was talking with myself and others. And then in retrospect, when I go back and look at it, it's like, oh, my God, we've had a running conversation for 72 years. (laughs) It's like, oh, how cool is this? 
so yeah, it's it's always been there, but it it always hasn't hasn't always been in the forefront because it wasn't allowed to be. Yeah. And so now I work with it every day. No, yeah, I was just thinking the first introduction that I had to tarot cards, it was prefaced with I know this is frowned upon in the church and I know that this is kind of the devil, but it's interesting. And that was how it was prefaced and I adore oracle cards now and tarot cards and see the value and the worth in it. So it's just, it's interesting, the more that I personally talk with people that are part of the community, and hold the same interest, we kind of have that same background of something telling us, hey, you shouldn't be doing this, and basically closing us off from ourselves of how we are to be authentic. And so I personally am very grateful that you recognized that it was hooey, because you have a gift. And I'm grateful that you're able to both of you have a gift. Like to be mm-hmm. able to create, like Carol, you you were saying, like to be able to create these cards and these fractals, and to be open up to your intuition to recognize it, and to take it from up here, and to be able to make it physical, it's inspiring. It's something to be admired because it's not easy. Like Christy and I are both authors, so we understand creating things and putting them into words. I feel I have a gift for that. Christy has a gift for that. But to be able to do what you do and shift it into imagery, it blows my mind. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So it's just, it's remarkable just to be able to create beauty from something. Carol, what did, what was it that Sheila said to you or that you do to that conversation? Exactly the one you were just talking about. I bring the invisible to the visible. That's what that's what she she summed it up to. And and what's been interesting is um, like sometimes I'll um, like I can tap into someone's energy and then down and then create an image that represent their essence. And what has been really interesting is, let's say, I'm, you know, one day I'm watching a Native, Native American documentary. And next thing I know is the in the because I, I call it play. So I'm playing with the designs and next thing I know is I have an elder that showed up in the design or I'm, I'm doing a meditation with angels and then I have the angels show up in the design or an owl or like I wanted a frog because we, we, we designed or I designed a um, animal deck, but we feel like people are not quite ready for such an abstract work to see the animal so first we have to introduce all these other decks so that way we can get people to see beyond what they're familiar with you know it's it's more of tuning in to what what the purpose of our decks is really for you to connect really with the images because the images become portals for you to have you to gain your own insights and to really um, transport you to where you need to be and explore and bring the power back into your own self-healing journey. So that's kind of the purpose that I've put on the decks is that they all work like they're stepping stones, the first one to the last mm-hmm. one for now. We have the fifth one coming in June, and and it's 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 kind of like my own evolution, you know, as, as I've evolved in my trainings and my understanding and my depth and my consciousness, they all kind of just lay out stepping stones for everyone to take their journey together. And, and they're a beautiful um, companion to your journey. Oh, 
I love that. I love that you called it play. And okay, so this is my understanding. And we have a lot of um, listeners who are kind of new to this whole realm of the metaphysical and might not be familiar with oracle cards and tarot cards, especially their difference and why you use different ones. And I think you touched a little bit on that, that oracle cards are a lot about, at least for me, the imagery and tapping into your own intuition where tarot is more structured. I mean, you have the suits and the major arcana that have more, bring more structure, but can one of you explain, I know Rosie, you work with both. Can you want to give a little bit more detail about what the differences are and when you use Oracle versus when you use tarot for some of our listeners who are new to the subject? Sure. Um, Well, just like you said, Tarot cards are very, very structured. Uh, they, they, all the decks will, unless somebody's taken, gone off on their own, bent on something. They, all, there's always four suits. There's always a certain amount of major. There's 22 major arcana and and uh, 56 minor arcana. There, they have specific meanings. There's been a, a trend toward doing more intuitive tarot reading instead of following the prescribed definitions of the cards according to the Rider Waite Smith deck that was developed that came out in the ni- early 1900s and people who are doing tarot decks now they're they're modernized the vocabulary is different the imagery is different there's a they're they're old they're they're deep they're powerful and they're useful and I like to use them but I also love oracle decks because there's a free flow to them Basically, your imagination is the only limit that comes in on the way you read the oracle cards. Uh, what I love about the decks that Carol designed when she first started is you have an image on one side, and that in itself is something to read. You just look at it, and the images, you just fall into them, and you get information without even flipping it over. You flip it over, and the message is on the back, and the messages are what came in through us. Oftentimes when we were working, uh, we would be looking, doing some editing and, and I'd say, I don't remember, I don't remember writing this. Do you remember doing this? We would have no recollection of it because it came through us instead of from us. So that's a lot of the case with Oracle cards. There are a lot of creators of Oracle cards out there. A lot of them come with a booklet. Some of them are just images that the back of the card is the same and the A side is the same. And then the B side, uh, with the has a different image and then a word or a phrase. And then there's a guidebook that goes with it. Uh, and those are very popular. A lot of people do those. Carol's decks are designed differently because if you're running out the door like a maniac with your coffee sloshing in the cup because you didn't get a chance to eat, you pull a card out of your deck and stick it in your purse. And then when you get to work, you can pull it out and see what your day is going to be like after you hit the ground running. And the interpretation is you're encouraged to do your own interpretation when you're working with people who've done Oracle decks. Some people will say, use the book, memorize the book, recognize the book, recognize the meaning that was designed, what came in from the author. And, and after you get used to that, then you're encouraged to work more with your intuition. One of the things that, that we always say is that Carol says, you know, the message is there for you, but don't make that your only message. Look at the oh, image and find your own message. Yeah. And one of our users says, 
I never see the same card twice because every time she picks up the deck and pulls a card, she may have pulled the card before, but it's a complete, she sees the message differently. She sees the image differently and it depends on what she needs to get from her, her, her team that works with her. So I like that flexibility in Oracle decks because there's more of a flow. There's, they're more personal. I feel like they're more personal because yeah. you can make them your own. To me, what stands out when you're describing you guys' decks is that, and they're unique because I've not seen them this way. Not only are they intuitively created, but you encourage the person using it to trust their own intuition too. So they're very intuitively driven. And I think that's so Absolutely. important because I am one of those people that I've got, I've got a ton of ter uh, Oracle card decks here and it's that need to, you can't trust. Oh, let me read what the author said. This means I, I love that you're, and we need it so much now it's turning it towards, well, you know what you need. You have a relationship with your team you have your own inner power, like we talk about inner magic, your decks. Yeah, it really encourages us to, hey, what does it mean to you? When you look at this, what do you feel? What do you think? Yeah, how does this answer? That's unique. I haven't seen that in a lot of cards. So what a gift. I think it's a reflection of my own life lessons <laughs> of trusting, going back to trusting my own intuition and trusting and, and, and from that trusting not only the information, but being able to discern because I trusted information, but I was unable to discern. So I think I'm very, I was very intentional in the creation of the decks that, you know, the, the, the I am is the foundation. It's kind of like get to know who you are and then it challenges you because each of the card have not only a statement, but they have question on the bottom. There's a question, at least one on the bottom of the card for you to, to go a little deeper. And then it's, you know, the, the working with color oracle is, is about creating that expansion. So you're opening yourself to new experiences. And then after that, we have the crystal deck, which is about giving you the guidance and support. So it's, it's creating more of, you connecting with other sentient beings, being the crystal, the mineral kingdom. And just, it's really about building that faith within you and being, you know, building yourself up to trust who you are, what you have to offer, um, meeting your potential. This is, this, that has been my journey <laughs> of, you know, like, because I was very controlled and suppressed my whole life. So it's it's about it was about me finding my voice and this is the medium that I've chose to create it's through and with Rosie I, I the work is beautiful um, I mean I, we're very proud of the work because it is giving you back the chance to do your inner work but do it at your own pace and not um, take someone else's word for it you know. Our, our, our cards, our, our messages are like just springboard for you to delve deeper. Now, I first got into tarot and oracle cards to develop my intuition, to tap more into that. And so can one of you maybe give some guidance on how someone new to this who wants to expand their intuition? How would you recommend they get started with the cards, with your cards or any other cards? Um, I was always taught to start with uh, the Writer-Smith-Waite just as a basic foundation of understanding. 
now I know that's not necessarily that's not necessary. But what what kind of insight can you give people who are new to it and how they can get started with expanding that intuition that you were just talking about? Well, I'll tell you what I do, and then you should tell tell everybody what you do <laughs> because we, it's so much fun working together because we have similar and we have different approaches. And I'm not saying this because I adore Carol and her work. I'm just saying it because it's been my experience. Her cards speak and they push you to develop your intuition. So you can think you don't have an inkling. We all have intuition, but a lot of people believe they don't. If you get a potent deck that has fantastic imagery and you allow yourself to fall into the imagery and then pay attention to where you feel that in your body, where it hits you. Wow, when I look at this card, I get this sensation in my solar plexus. This card makes me feel really powerful. And then if you flip it over and it's a card about stepping into your own power, it's like, oh, my God, I guess that that card was speaking to me for that reason. So I think as far as developing intuition is you just have to pay attention and be open. You need to turn off your brain, turn off your left brain, turn on your right brain and feel your way through it. Feel your way through. Where does it hit you in your body? What feels stimulated? I get a lot in my eyes when I look at Carol's stuff. I'm very visual. I'm, I'm, um, I'm very clairvoyant and the cards move and shift and change. And, and then they also speak to me. They, I literally hear them speaking. Um, I've not had that happen with cards until I started playing with Carol would send me her images. What do you think about this? And, and I would start looking at, I just text her a whole story or I tell her a whole story about it. And then that's how we figured out the cards were talking because I go off on this tangent on some story. <laughs> so if you're interested, yeah, if you're interested in developing your intuitive skills, figure out how you get that information. If something comes to you and we all have it happen where we get a message in some way, shape or form and we it doesn't feel right, feels off, and we blow it off, and then we kick ourselves around the block later for not listening. When that happens to you, when when you get a hit, where do you feel it? Do you feel it in the apex of your rib cage? Do you feel it in your throat? Do you feel it in your chest? Do you feel it in your shoulders? Do you feel it? Where do you feel it in your body? Where do you notice it? Where does your energy seem to coalesce? That's tap. Then you find out what kind of an intuitive you are. Most of us have, we have all of them. Most of us lean more toward one or the other. Our, our preferences will shift, but just pay attention and notice. If you start noticing, you'll be able to develop your intuition. Yeah, for, for me, the, you know, the building of my intuition was really about trusting myself. So I had to, the cards are a very good tool because they somehow always on point. And they kind of, they kind of help you give, they kind of give you a validation when you need it. And then for me, that's kind of um, how I build up when I was first using the cards. Um, I was introduced to them probably, my daughter is 24, so over 25, 26 years. But I avidly used, started using them uh, in 2000. 2009 2010 and from that it's it's really that 
you know, they, they kind of gave me the guidance that I needed so then I can open more my eyes. And then from the opening my eyes, and then I can fall back into my heart. So for me, it's the intuition is, is connecting with the heart. And like um, Rosie said, I, I like to provide multisensorial experiences for people. That's kind of my goal is like, you know, where, how do you feel? And, and then, you know, giving the goosebumps and, and, and where is it and, and how to transmute the energy, shift the energy. It's all about creating that multisensorial experience. And, and the more you, you're aware of those senses, the more you fall into your intuition because you, your body really becomes the radar. And you can trust that. I love that. You yeah. know, when you walk in into the room, you're like, uh uh-uh, no, I wanna I know I wanna sit on the left side. Um, may I share a little anecdote? Yeah, absolutely. So one day I was I was going to go out for dinner with a friend, and before that I said I sat on my table and I said, um, so we were gonna go to a restaurant and I said, I wanna be shown love and I will be shown abundance. So we walk into the restaurant and the hostess was going to sit us on the right side. And for some reason, so we went and I'm like, you know what? That doesn't feel comfortable. And I never, ever asked to be seated. I was in the food business restaurant. You know, I was like, no, I don't want to be that kind of customer. (laughs) (laughs) But that day I'm like, no, I don't want to sit here. Can we be moved? So we moved to the left. And as soon as we, I was on, I was on the aisle, sitting on the outside and the waiter put his hand, every time he would come by our table, he would put his hand on my shoulder. So I'm like, well, that's interesting. I asked to be shown love. So that was me, him, the touch. That was him showing me love. Then we ended up ordering and we ended up taking home like soup for two days we were uh, granted a free dessert, and I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> so, so it, it was just really um, a beautiful experience because I asked, I had asked right before going to dinner, you know, I want to be shown love and abundance, and I was exactly shown that um, when we were having dinner with my friends. So, you know, all these little things of paying attention build up that intuition and build up that, hey, you know, today I wanted to sit on the left. And look what I got <laughs> sitting on that left. <laughs> I love it. But it is right. You have to become aware. That's part of being your intuition of being aware of your surroundings. If you put it out, you know, like you speak your intentions of what you want. You've also got to be aware. You've also got to pay attention to see, like Rosie said, pay attention in your body where it feels like you were sharing, Carol, of just, Yeah it all works hand in hand. And we've been talking in the past couple of episodes or since the beginning of the podcast, we've been talking about energy and how to, what it is, why it's important, how the universe works with that and how we work with that energy inside us to not only empower us, but to create the life that we want. And so you've just added, like you said, that next stepping stone, that next foundation of it it really helps to be aware you know, because I think intuition, it's uh, its an important tool that we have, intuition to trust ourselves in as we go about through the day, through the week, you know, in creating the life we want, in being able to face challenges, all those kinds of things. 
And, and it's funny, we've been told not to trust ourselves, not to trust our intuition, that we're to hand our power over to someone else or something else to get that validation. And so, again, it comes back to I'm, I'm, my mind is still a little blown about the way that you've set up your oracle cards in that you really are helping people to empower themselves and to trust themselves because once that happens, what, what happens to that energy? It goes out and, and it becomes infectious. And that's how we lift the vibration of the world. That's how we heal ourselves, heal others. I think one point that is important to mention is, you know, you have to make sure that you have to create that that emotional balance because it's easy for us to read or hear what we want to hear, read or hear. So, you know, you have to be remaining, you have to remain that observer and not get caught up in that spiral because um, that information is not going to be helpful. It's just going to keep getting you into that pattern or cycle or whatever it is. So, you know, having a practice before you work with your card is is very crucial, I believe, so that you can trust the information that you're receiving. But it's also helping you get to your next um, step of evolution, where you want to go. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, for me, it's my my goal was to. I, I grew up in chaos. So my, my goal is to, uh, one time I did a, um, a vision board and I don't do, I don't do uh, images. I do words because the, 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 I respond more to the words because to me, they're like, I'm a bullet kind of person, <laughs> bullet point kind of person. So, you know, I don't want to have to recreate the story every time I look at the image. I see the word and I'm like, okay, that's my, that's my focus. So I didn't realize that I had peace of mind on, on twice on that same vision board. So peace of mind was very important. Creating peace was very important to me. And, um, and then in that peace, you, you kind of get out of the fog and you get more clarity. But again, you know, when you're using the Oracle card, you have to center before you use them because we want to make sure that the information that you're seeking or the answers that you're seeking is supporting you, not keeping you in the loop of, the same creations that you've been creating yeah and rosie was it you that used this word you used the word discernment carol and i both use that that's one of our our taglines because we're both always trying to work on that it's very very tricky (laughs) yeah but that goes with it right of you be aware you set your attention you be aware you you find and and try and uh use your intuition of where it is but you've also got to use that spirit of discernment otherwise you know, oh, do I buy, for me, do I buy this crystal? Oh, my intuition says yes, but really my discernment saying, Belinda, your bank account, you know, discern it. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm someone who's like, oh, I can justify my impulse control or lack thereof by that. So it's, is this me wanting it or do I really need it? Is it something that's going to help me or is it going to hinder? So I just wanted to bring that up again. You and I both took an Oracle course last year. It was year long and every month was a different psychic ability that we focused on. And the very first one was discernment. She said, you cannot do any of the others until you have developed your skill of discernment because it is that. And we call it, um, in the priestess world, we call it emptying out. 
you know, grounding and you do this before every reading or even just pulling a card or at least looking at it. Like you said, maybe you stick it in your purse and you look at it later once you get to work. But either way, you have to empty out because you have to empty out your thinking mind and what's going up on up in your brain, your ego mind and ground down into that intuition and truly listen. So, yeah, we call it emptying out. But, yeah, discernment is a really big part of the process and probably one of the first things that you might want to look at developing there. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's something, my experience with discernment is it's something I have to work on all the time and go back to over and over and over again and double check because sometimes what we want and sometimes what we need aren't the same thing. And you discern toward what you want. <laughs> but, but I think also there's also judgment that comes in into that discernment because, right. then, you know, I go back often to Rosie and I said, well, am I being critical? Am I being judgmental? Or is it is it really my observance of, of, you know, my observation of this is playing out the way I think it's going to play out? So sometimes, you know, you just still have that little little doubt in there that you're coming from a place of judgment rather than a place of, hey, no, you know, I'm, I'm feeling it and, and I have to believe, trust trust that. So I think it's 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 really about doing the work so that you can build up to that level of, you know, no, this is not for me. And then and then it, it, it helps you get rid of all the distractions. It helps you not have to buy all the shiny objects that are there. And it helps you, you know, <laughs> because because it's like everything is within, you know, everything is within it. So it's within yourself. I think that goes back to what Rosie was saying is you feel it in your body. I think the truth, you you learn how to feel the truth in your body and that's part of being able to tell is, is am I being discerning or am I leaning toward too much judgment and criticism or leaning too much towards what mm-hmm. ego mind wants and uh, yeah it goes back to that somatic feeling in your body okay so before we wrap this up I want to know more about your business so- soulful joyful living is that what it is? <laughs> yes, I rebranded in uh, 2020 when I moved to Oregon. I was told that um, Soulful Joy for Living was what I needed to do just because it felt like I was it was part of a, a new beginning. And um, so it's really, it's really more of, um, it's not necessarily a business name. It's more of a state of being. So this is what I, I inspire to I aspire to reflect and embody that, and I inspire others to embody that as well. So the everything that we're creating is for that purpose, is how do you create your soulful, joyful living, which is, you know, being mindful, being intentional, being self-aware, so that you can create and manifest exactly what you're wanting to manifest with a clear mind. You know, knowing, knowing what going into your knowing. Oh, I like that. And is it services that you offer? Do you offer classes? So we uh, we both are energy healers. So we will. Uh, I do private session. I also do some online group sessions. And um, so it's all for me. It's about making room for more. It's always about most of the work that I do is about making space so we release we usually do a release first and then we do an expansion and we do you know really sense 
getting that multisensorial experience. That's that's kind of my uh, my drive. I also do Akashic Records. I lead you into your Akashic Records. Carol also does work with working with your DNA. Um, this one is a little bit more of a lengthy um, session because I we we go into the you know we can do DNA activations and then I can also do a lot of it is about clearing the imprints. So we look at the generational patterns and things like that. So it's a little bit more complex. So I haven't um, advertised that much because it's it's a, it's lengthy and most people don't. They want the quick fix kind of thing. So <laughs> so um, but it's you know the healing session. It's it's like your body when when we conduct the sessions. It's like you know it's your body talking it's we we connect with your body's intelligence and then we we do take it from there so it's um it's a very fascinating work and i usually you know for me there's no question as why i'm working with fractal is because i see patterns once after i do the session i can see the patterns of the person in my own patterns and i can see where how this plays out with this so i'm i'm kind of like always making charts and stuff because I can see the relations. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to be inside your brain to see all of that. So you know what I mean. <laughs> it's a it's a busy brain. <laughs> Man, well the tabs open. I just I just wanted to share right before that uh, we logged into the podcast. I drew oracle card, and it's funny you said about your whole work is to make space, clear out what doesn't serve, and make space. And that's actually what my card said. It says. Ground your ideas in reality and create space for them to come to life. And I thought, oh, that's it's just I love the it's the synchronicities of oracle cards too. So exactly, exactly. Rosie does psychic readings. I usually should, should mention. Yes, tell us more about those. I just uh, tune in to people. If I've you always have to have permission. I have three rules: do no harm, no peeking without permission, and don't judge. And so I am on um, Carol's website and I am on the website for Resident Essentials and you can schedule appointments with me in person or remotely. I'm just the vocal cords. The information drops in and, and I tune into the person's energy and the information comes in and I just speak it out. Um, I never remember what I say to anybody because it's not from me. It's not, it's not, doesn't come from me. It comes through me. So, yeah, I do readings. I do oracle card readings. I do tarot readings. I do scrying. You work with pets also. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm an animal communicator. Yeah, so I'm sort of a jack of all trades and a master of none because I consider (laughs) myself a perpetual student. I'm always studying. I'm always learning. So um, I'm not masterful at anything, uh, but I'm pretty good at most of what I do. Just because I'm old, when you're old, by virtue, I can relate to that. Walking around on the planet for so many years, I better know how to do something, <laughs> or I would waste, right? <laughs> I always say I have a Mary Poppins bag because I always can pull something out of it. Oh. <laughs> I love that. I do. That is great. That is great. Okay, so we're going to put your websites in the show notes so everyone can go check them out. But just let us know verbally, where can everybody find you? So we're at soulfuljoyfulliving.com. And we're also inviting you to join our Facebook group, which is the Body of Wisdom 
Oracle's Circle, and where we share re mini readings. Rosie does mini readings with um, with our decks, and we have our fifth one is coming in about a month. So we're excited about that. That is our. <laughs> how do you say? How do you say? How do you say, Carol? That's a piece de resistance. It's the big. Yeah, it's like it's everything is built to this. So it's the foundations with the I am deck, and then it's the the expansion and the opening up with the color vibrations deck, and then it's guidance and assistance through the crystals, and then it's connecting with your consciousness and being more aware, dropping into that portal into learning more about that and universal consciousness, and then the because you have that whole foundation all the way up. The next deck is the manifestation deck. You step into your capacity to, oh. as a true manifester that you are. You've just been told you weren't or led to believe that you weren't. But it it builds the confidence and it builds the awareness and the understanding that you can create your whole, you can manifest your soul's desires. So that's what this next deck is about. So, so the decks are in the uh, introspective tools of our the section on the website. That's what's where... You can find the oracles. For both of you, I think Rosie did say she does remote readings. Do you also do remote readings, Carol? I do. Most of my sessions are remote. And uh, I'm just starting to start doing in-person events in uh, in June. I'm going to start in Salem, Oregon. A couple couple of things that I'm going to do next month, but um, but it's everything has been mostly on, on online because it's you can reach so many more people. And a lot of my base was um, based in Virginia before I moved, so I still have audience there. I feel like we've learned a lot. You've brought a lot that has built on what we've been sharing. I feel like a lot of our listeners, you've given them a real basis, like a real groundwork to build on and a lot of great information. Yes. I'm like, I want to book with both of you. Yeah. <laughs> right. I do too. Yeah. Thank you so very much for being our first guest. You know, you're our first guest on Starlight Tea Podcast. So Thank you for joining us and taking your time out to share with our listeners all the beautiful offerings you have and giving us some insight on how to use Oracle cards and, you know, what, how to build our intuition because that's so important to everything. Anything you want to sign off with? Well, I'm honored. I'm no, just very grateful. No. Thank you. I'm honored that we're the first, <laughs> the first interviewee. So thank you for for including us in this wonderful project. I love the magazine. It is so much fun, the Moonbeams magazine, that all of the – there's it's just been sort of a – you've set out a, a, a net of all kinds of things that are offshoots of, of the whole concept of, of what you started in. It's just – it's amazing. So thank you for including us in that. Yes, yes. And we I do want to say that – Every month, Rosie and Carol do a card spread in Moonbeams Magazine. And also, Rosie is a frequent contributor to our Facebook group of Starlight and Moonbeams Creative Community. And so you can also find them in there. If, if you forget the websites or whatever, you can always go there. And then Rosie links to where you can find them in other places. So again, thank you very much, Belinda. Anything else you want to add well, before just, we wrap this up? This is one of my favorite episodes because you're talking about things that I love, and I'm 
I can't wait to go and buy your decks. <laughs> so thank you so much. I'm, I'm grateful you. that you. you guys followed your own intuition and that you not only have done that, but you've gone out and shared it with us. And so you guys make a difference and you guys matter and you make the world a better place. So I'm, I'm grateful for you guys. We're grateful. Cheers to that. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. Thank you. What a fun conversation that was with Carol and Rosie. I am so glad that they joined us today. And for my Starverse, I'm just going to carry on the theme of Oracle cards. And I want to uh, give out a Starburst for uh, one of my favorite decks, one of my first Oracle decks called The Shaman's Dream. And it's by Alberto Villaldo, Villaldo and Colette Baron reed And I just absolutely love this Oracle deck. I use it quite frequently. It is Oracle, not tarot. So as we discussed it, um, you really look at the images and kind of fall into them. And then it has, they each have a little message at the bottom. And then it, you can always go to the book too, to go deeper. But the main idea is to look at the image first and get your own kind of intuitive feeling. So that's my starburst today. How about you, Belinda? Today we're going to the same. We're in the theme of Oracle cards. I just want to say I love Colette Baron reeds Oracle decks. She is amazing for if it's if you've never had an Oracle card deck before, she's an amazing one to start with. She mm-hmm. has a wide variety. Her uh, the messages in it are beautiful. The artwork is beautiful. But I today wanted to shine a spotlight on Hay House. Specifically, they just started a card deck subscription where it's $40. And I believe that includes shipping and handling. You get two brand new decks. And most of the times they haven't even been released yet, like they're approaching. And then you get another little small one. This month, I just got mine. And I got Louise Hayes Affirmations for Self-Esteem. It's a cute little box that you can slide in your bag. And it has little affirmations. But I got two Oracle card decks, Rachel Campbell, with artwork by Katie Louise. And it's called the Healing Waters Oracle of 44 Card Deck. And it's absolutely stunning. It's all to do. It says, from the watery world of the mother to the sacred waters of this world, the physical has been revered since physical and mystical element of water has been revered since ancient times as holding the powers to heal. Unlock the ancient wisdom of the waters and your innate capacity to heal with this stunning oracle. So it has a lot of really good healing energy. And it, I actually find this fitting too. Mm. Um, I got a second deck, The Healing Spirits Oracle by Gordon Smith, artwork by Naomi Walker. And it's the same thing, whether you're looking for the solutions to the deeper mysteries of your life, protection from fears, help with healing or finding your true purpose. The Healing Spirits Oracle is the perfect tool for finding guidance, spiritual awareness and healing on many levels. Call on the high-frequency wisdom of the spirits and open yourself to the incredible and loving world beyond. And I got to say, when I saw that this was advertised as the one that I was going to get, I wasn't quite sure. I opened it up and looked at the deck and my whole body went, like the artwork is stunning. (laughs) It's, it's, It's beautiful. 
So um, this is the third subscription box that I've got from them. And I have not hated any of the decks that I've got. So if you're someone who likes to collect or you want to start collecting Oracle cards, Hay House is definitely, their subscription box is definitely what you want to do. So that's my Starburst for this week. Very cool. I still need to do that. I'm just kind of in limbo right now. So I'm trying <laughs> not to add to my collection until I, I feel like I'm more in a settled place. But yeah, that, that is such it's a like cool idea. How crystals. It's that? a slippery slope. And so am I... It is. <laughs> My next deck that I am going to purchase is uh, Rosie and Carol's because after this conversation we've just yes. had, I'm just ready to press click. Click to purchase. Um, right? Me so too. Yeah. What a wonderful episode. I'm glad we got to have them on. It's just been great. So thank you so much for joining us for this cuppa. Please come back next Wednesday when we'll be serving the tea on our summer book list. We are recommending books, magic books, and there'll be both fiction and nonfiction. So you can get your read on this summer. You can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Player FM. And in the meantime, be sure to follow us at Starlight Tea Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, feel free to DM us or email hello at starlightteapodcast.com. We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. Now go make some magic.